Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. He's a gorilla of destiny. A bullet club OG. Continuing on the legacy of the most feared name in all of wrestling. From Tonga to Japan to America, you are now entering Tamas Island with your host, the babyface heel, Tama Tonga. Oh boy, folks. It's Tuesday. We're live on Twitch TV. It's another episode of Tama's island what is up to everyone that is watching us on twitch what is up to everyone who's listening to us either on patreon or on your favorite podcasting platform we got a stacked card today here on thomas island i liked the way the four person panel went last week and so we got another four person panel up this week up first on thomas island returning to the island we've got marie marie how are you on this fine tuesday evening i'm great I'm just ready to talk about wrestling. Hell yeah. Oh, there's there's going to be plenty of wrestling to talk about. Boy, howdy, is there ever going to be plenty of wrestling to talk about. We're done with the WrestleMania hangover. We're back in the swing of things. And spe- speaking of back in the swing of things, we got Karen back on the podcast. Karen, how are you on this fine Tuesday? I'm lovely. It's great to be back in warm Florida weather. I was going to say nice, but I was not hacking it up there. (laughs) I I, I hate to say I told you so, Karen, but I warned you last week that it has been cold in Chicago. It has not been fun, especially if you're accustomed to that Florida heat. Uh, And so, yeah, we will talk more about that Chicago excursion that you made uh, in just a bit. But we got one more person on the panel that I need to introduce. The one, the only joining us as always. It's John. John, how are you on this Tuesday? Hey, I'm doing great. It's also hot here in Alaska. Oh, you're still in Alaska? (laughs) Yeah. Good. I'm glad Uh, you're safe. I got this virtual virtual background. Makes it look like Mm -hmm. I'm still home, but I'm definitely uh, still in Alaska. So if you're coming to look for me, come to Anchorage. Gotcha. All right. He's over in Anchorage, folks. Where, where Bullet John, Club can't get me. Yeah, you know? Bullet Club can't get you unless they end up on one of those WrestlePro Alaska tours. That, oh, uh, sure. shout, out, shout out to world famous CB who was on the, the podcast uh, just a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. crashing. I'm crashing there. That's what it is. So come fight oh, them and look for me. You're, you're, you are WrestlePro Alaska on yeah. the off season. Gotcha. Everyone's cold. Everyone's uh, having a fun time here on the uh, on the podcast. We've got those three with you, and I am, am of course, your host as always, Ross W. Berman the Fourth, the Culture Vulture, the Folk City Hustler, the Thane of Fife, the Shy Beetle. I'm whatever the hell you need me to be. I'm the Dirtbag Disruptor. But this week, I am your Sherpa through all of the things that has been going on in the wrestling world. Because boy, howdy, the wrestling world has been going a little bit. Nutso. Uh, first of all, first I think thing we need to address is the elephant in the room. 
So right after WWE has brought Cody Rhodes back into the fold, despite the fact that he left the company in frustration with everything they had done with him, turns out WWE has been texting numerous exes over the course of the past uh, month. WWE apparently very interested in bringing back FTR. They were known as the Revival in WWE. They left, and now they are currently the ROH and AAA Tag Team Champions. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw to you first, Karen. What do you think of WWE suddenly uh, taking such an interest in Cody and FTR? And hell, I wouldn't be surprised if Moxley has a couple of like emails that he hasn't answered or that just have ended up in the spam folder. <laughs> to be expected when yeah. the talent that the fans know are there and gets released into the wild and amazingly suddenly have all these incredible matches and and their names are constantly in the conversation and they're dethroning wwe talent as the the center of the wrestling conversation mm-hmm. when they were the revival in nxt they were one of my favorite tag teams to watch because they you could not it took a lot for them to have a bad match and even their bad matches were great matches yeah. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that they're knocking on the door. They're they're ring, they're drunk dialing all their ex girlfriends. They're calling up. They're calling up the revival. They're calling up Moxley. It it doesn't surprise me because it's, they've been making waves ever since they left. It's just so funny because like I first of all I don't blame WWE for texting Cody for texting the revival and for texting whoever the hell else they're texting right now in this this current era because like a. It really does, I think, in its way, kind of legitimize the fact there's competition out there, right? FTR is able to take over the conversation from WWE. Although, I mean, to be fair, it has never been hard to take the tag team conversation away from WWE. WWE doesn't give a shit about tag team wrestling. And so if you're a tag team and you go elsewhere, you're going to have a lot more opportunities to show the world what you can do. Uh, But especially with the way that Cody, his return in WWE has, for lack of a better term, been successful as hell. I mean, crowds are cheering him. The the ratings seem to be doing pretty decently. Like, I I have to believe that it's putting this like voice in the back of a lot of people's heads of like, hey, maybe maybe if FTR goes back to WWE, this will be the time they give a shit about tag teams. I mean, they got the Usos, they got they got uh they they got the New Day. Like they they got plenty of tag teams that can that can go and like it's it it's very tempting there's a lot of money that can be made in wwe even if they don't give a shit about you and imagine if they do start giving a shit about you i mean i i don't know i want to i want to bring everyone else and marie what do you kind of think of the the ftr um the intro the the newfound interest in ftr that wwe seemed to be like like they didn't know what to do with when ftr left they were in like three minute tag matches they were about to be dressed like ravers and now all of a sudden they're like let's bring him in let's do it what do we what do what do we got (laughs) well i wanted to say that i was gonna call bull on that just because um you know wwe would have picked them up a little while ago rather than like um, you know, recently after they had a really great match against the Briscoes and Ring of Honor. Um, I do know that WWE tends to like watch like almost everybody on the scene, but they probably want to just play it off. Um, but then, you know, you bring up a good point that like, you know, FTR can help out their tag division because it is getting kind of stale with uh, seeing the same tag members over and over in these matches and stuff. But I'm just going to let this one play out and just let the rumors like just circulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it, it is still in the the rumor stage it has been confirmed that like there is interest whether 
whether there is some long conversation happening, who knows? Because FTR's contract is up in the summer. AEW has an option to renew for another year. But that's, I mean, it still doesn't change the fact that negotiations are nearing. You know, the the sun is setting on this first deal that FTR struck with, with AEW. And so I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they start, uh, if they, they're, they're even just entertaining it for leverage. I mean, we saw Jericho posting pictures of the WWE jet back when his contract was supposed to come up back at the end of, uh, end of last year. Hell, Cody's straight up bit on, uh, the offer that he was given when his, when he was gone in for contract nego- negotiations. And so it, it does kind of seem like negotiation season is here. You've also got guys like Joey Janela having their contract run out. Marco Stunt's contract ran out. It just mm-hmm. broke today that Jack Evans' contract has run out. A lot of that first generation of indie talent that came into AEW to kind of help them make their name. And, you know, the old term budget cuts are now being brought up on the other side of, uh, of the aisle, so to speak. So I kind of want to bring John in on this. What do you kind of think of the fact that, A, WWE is yeah. reaching out to FTR, and then the fact that, like, we are getting to the point where it's going to be shit or get off the pot for a lot of the AEW talent right. that's been hanging out since 2019. And Ross, you know how horny I am for the business side of this. Uh, <laughs> of this. I, I love the drama. Who I doesn't love, love paperwork, John? Yeah. Uh, I get, I get, I get real excited when I hear about contracts. Um, I think the, for me, this information is getting to AEW on purpose, obviously because it's contract negotiation time. It's, it's, you know, like when you're with your job and, you know, you say, oh, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And I'm thinking if I don't, you know, with, with more pay, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's time for you to ask for a raise, right? Now, mm-hmm. granted, if they have an option to sign for another year, that probably means they're locked into those terms if they decide to. But yep. if AEW wants to lock them in for more than a year and extend that, then it's time to sit at the table. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's all it is. If WWE is interested in bringing them back, um, I, I did always feel that when they left, uh, the idea was for them to go off, find their way, figure out who they are, have a good time, come back as bigger stars than they were when they left. They were popular uh, mm-hmm. with internet fans. I don't know that they were over with the crowd. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the mainstream every day, just people who are like, oh, wrestling's back in town. I'm going to go check that. I haven't seen wrestling since the 80s. Um, you know, I don't know if those people were getting it. But mm-hmm. they were popular, uh, you know, among hardcore wrestling fans. So they're an asset. If, if WWE wants them back, I think it's smart money. I think that was the plan the whole time. I think if you love something, you let it go. If it comes back, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> then it was meant to be. Oh, yeah. No, and I'm, I'm kind of with you there. But I'm also, because you bring up the point about the, like, casual fan, right? The mythical casual fan that every wrestling company is chasing. And I'm not going to lie. There is something about seeing 70,000 people in Dallas, Texas, chanting for Cody Rhodes based on nothing more than like internet speculation for lack of a better term like yes those are those are all people those those are all people that watch go big show every week that's what that was i and i look i want to sit here and pretend that go big show is a cultural force and that and that 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 it is truly that but what i really think happens is that we can talk about the people that watch on tv 
but the people that are in the crowd at WWE events now are not yokels, to put it bluntly. Like, these are people that know their ass from a hole in the ground, and, and in a lot of cases, they are up to date on some rumors. They're up to date on, on stuff outside of the WWE you bubble. Know. And I think if you can get an entire WrestleMania crowd to chant for Cody, then you can absolutely get like a, a 10,000 person raw to be deeply behind FTR. You know what yeah. I mean? And so yeah, it's like, you know, no, 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 no pun intended, but that is a rare W for WWE. Uh, I just realized they've got a savvy crowd for the first time in 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, they got smarks behind them. Because we have, because I think we have gotten to the point where wrestling is such a niche thing that even if you're at the biggest, most mainstream version of professional wrestling, which WWE is, yes, they call it sports entertainment, but if you likely, if you've come to it, you've come to it either through professional wrestling or through Jackass, which is also professional wrestling. So. <laughs> I, I feel like at the end of the day, it is, it is, we have kind of shed ourselves of the folks that were like, I'm here for the same reason I go to monster trucks. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's now, it's now at the point where everyone is there in the same way that most of the people that go to a Marvel movie or a DC movie are going to know some stuff. Like I am not, a, I'm not a well-read Batman fan, but when they teased Hush in the new Batman sure. movie, I was like, okay, I kind of get what they're going for. I know that that's a person. You know, um, and, and, and that's, and that's a good point too. You know, as these, you start to integrate into pop culture more and mm. AEW is kind of doing that where AEW is getting more of the mainstream fan i i see people online that i know from other things mm -hmm. and i see them talking about aw and i'm like well that's weird i've never seen you talk about wrestling before yeah so they're not like an everyday wrestling viewer but they know aew they're watching mm -hmm. dynamite um the thing about ftr too people you know need to realize is it's like oh they were misused oh they were this oh, this, oh no, 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 no. fine but again for the hundredth time there is something to be said about the dump truck full of money mm -hmm. that does just doesn't just come from your your your, your day rate, but the merchandise, mm -hmm. uh, appearances, going on Access Hollywood, movie cameos, mm -hmm. all the free shit they just dump off at your door every week from mm -hmm. sponsors. Do you know, Juicy Drop? You get a case of Juicy Drop a month, shit like that. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> So no, it, something it, to be said. Plus, plus, plus when you tell your, when you tell the guy at the corner store, like, Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, a WWE superstar. It's like, you know, you, it means something, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. no, and, and especially with the way that Cody has kind of made carved this, this new character as the professional wrestler in a world of sports entertainment, where he's like, I'm going to call it a belt. I'm going to talk about all the stuff that I'm not supposed to talk about. We're now to the point where you've even got like Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. being like, oh, I think Cody's going to get a talking to after this promo. And it's like, yeah, sure. Yes, no, this is what exactly, he pitched. This that's is what exactly, he pitched. No, exactly. And that's what I mean. It's like, that's exactly what you're supposed to feel like is that Cody is so, the guy who every time he comes through the curtain, Vince is like, God damn it. I can't believe I had to rehire that wrestler. And he's going to yeah. need, and he's going to need minions. Yep, exactly. He's going to, two of he's, them. Two of them. That, that don't do flips, just fists. <laughs> You know, so. John, when you're right, you're really freaking right. Um, so yeah, so there it it like we said, it's contract season. Even Jack Evans has, has said that 
It's it it's just it's gonna be a new day for AEW, but that might mean good things for the the Daniel Garcias of the world, the Wheelers, Utahs, the uh you know various others that yeah, have been. It'd be nice to see AEW's roster a little bit edited. I hate to see people mm-hmm. lose their contracts. I hate to yep. see them lose any jobs, but I'd like to see what AEW can do with you know a concentrated product. Well, know, and a and a, a leaner. A leaner roster is going to mean that they'll have to get along better with the independent scene. It'll also mean they'll have to get along better with New Japan Pro Wrestling. That they, I mean, let's 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 kind of use this as a good transition because, like, there are rumors circulating that the AEW and JPW relationship is going to get deeper. There, are, there are. It's entirely possible by the time that this podcast is on full podcast platforms, Tony Khan will have made a huge announcement about a super show. Or it will be a different, the announcement will be something else. But that's that's the big rumor going around. But the things that are concrete are the fact that AEW is now on New Japan World every week with Shingo Takagi giving glowing commentary uh, from all of the translations I've read. AEW talent got some big wins at Windy City Riot this past uh, weekend in Chicago, which we'll talk more about. And so there are there is some very clear smoke to the idea that the AEW New Japan relationship isn't as frosty as it was in, in 2019 when everyone was mad about them taking Hangman Page and Moxley and all that. It seems that some things have been repaired uh to 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 put it bluntly and so let's let's kind of go around the horn on this karen what do you kind of think of of the way aew and new japan have been kind of let's say bumping up against each other right now i mean there's yeah they've got the forbidden door but it's not it, it's it, it's really more of a it's a a fist bump or a handshake i don't i don't know how to how to really quantify it my biggest issue mm-hmm. with the way that things have been done mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before is that whenever New Japan talent goes on to AEW, they are often either on dark, mm-hmm. where they off, where they very seldom get a win, like the offshot that Ren Narita got a win one time, yeah. or they are on the main show and they are squished very, very, very quickly. It doesn't feel very balanced or reciprocal in that respect. Mm-hmm. So for me, there while there are you know signs of healing and fences being mended it's not going to be an immediate process and i think putting aew on new japan world is a good step largely because they're having all of these matches that aren't accessible to their fan base especially if you don't have cable or if you you know you live in japan you're having to find 18 different loopholes to be able to get to watch that content Mm -hmm. Um, super show. I, 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 I yeah, like I'm not right. Re- it would be, gr- I mean, here's the thing. People, pardon my language. I'm, I'm going to use my one swear for the show. People bitched and complained about Noah versus new Japan <laughs> yeah. back in January. If mm. you think you're going to get a super show with a bunch of single matches for AEW versus new Japan, I'm sorry. You're sorely mistaken. Yes. No, it's and going that- to be a super card G1 Supercard Ring of Honor style where there may be one or two, but by and large, you're getting tag matches, rumbles, eight people, 10 people, all the people, no women, unless mm-hmm. they send some stardom women over, which would be awesome, but I don't find that very likely. Yeah, because it doesn't, and that's that's an important thing. It doesn't seem to be a bushy road um, AEW relationship. 
it's specifically no. New Japan. And in fact, a lot of mm -hmm. New Japan's female Japanese talent have been coming from DDT, TJPW, other places that are not stardom, very specifically Correct. not stardom. So, and so yeah, sorry, go ahead. It needs to have more balance in the sense that, you know, we talked about last week about G1 fantasy booking. You, you can't expect that they're going to send six people over to work from AEW, six top-tier yeah. talent, to go work the G1. When, if we learned anything from the New Japan Cup this year, they can do a, a very wide range with who they have in-house. Mm -hmm. And that those births should go to people on Strong before they go to people on AEW or other companies. Hey, Especially with travel opening. I am completely with you, although I am a little bit sold on a QT Marshall G1 run after this past weekend. We'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk more Ew. about that when we get to it. Marie, what do you, what do you kind of think of the... Um, what do you kind of think of the various olive branches that seem to be exchanged between New Japan and, and AEW? I, I'm not ready to like go full bore into the super show discussion. Like that's the one thing I do want to talk about is like, if there is going to be a super show, we'll talk about it when the announcement gets made. Cause like right now the rumor is it's a super show happening on a Thursday. And so I honestly, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if someone like misheard something and it's supposed to be the next month when that date would have been on a Saturday. I don't know. It's I, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reason to not be ready to accept the idea of a, a super show, especially with the fact that we're about to head into another surge in America. I'm not, I'm not ready to, to like be, to, to be like, Oh yeah, no, it's going to be really easy to get talent. From new japan yeah. into north america so let's so, let's just talk basically. about aew on okay. new japan world let's talk about uh new japan and a the way new japan has been using or aew has been using new japan talent on uh aew and vice versa with new japan strong so i was gonna say that i don't like it um, yep. And that goes for a AEW and New Japan Super Show as well. So I was going to keep that short. Like, I really don't like yep. that idea. Um, I am in agreement with uh, Karen as well, that there has to be a balance. There has to be some give or take. And if you're going to extend storylines between uh, specific uh, New Japan wrestlers and New Japan Strong wrestlers with the AEW wrestlers, it has to make sense in the long run. And, and everyone has to like show up and like do the work and make sure that like fans from everywhere around the world are getting involved in the storylines, you know, talking about it, making a buzz about it. Um, I've always felt like, you know, it's always has to be AEW sort of winning uh, when it comes to these like fist bump uh, partnerships. Um, rather than trying to create the story of like, you know, you win some, you lose some, and these are the reasons why, these are the motivations why sometimes somebody might be losing. Maybe, um, you know, the New Japan stars get into the AEW wrestler's head just based on like yeah. training and like what they did in the dojo versus how, you know, here in America, they trained to be a wrestler. Like there's a lot of story that could go into this, but obviously mm -hmm. AEW is like, we got to win all the time. Um, yeah, I just think that it has to be balanced. Um, I just don't like this partnership like at all in a way. It's here's the thing. I think, I think it is, I, I think it's the kind of partnership that would do better if, if new Japan was a little bit more featured on an AEW pay-per-view. Cause I think one of the problems is they bring a new Japan talent over for a TV match and TV matches never get unless they're opening the show in aew they never get the time they're supposed to get whether in new japan or not like even a lot of aew talent have been kind of for lack of a better term fucked over by the fact that they got the main event on a night when the the opening match showed out 
Um, and so I, I think part of the problem with the New Japan AEW relationship is just the way a, it, the kind of rushed way AEW presents yeah. their television. Because this past weekend in, uh, in Chicago for Windy City Riot, a lot of it made sense. Moxley beating Osprey makes sense, especially with where Osprey's at in, in New Japan, with the story that he's got going on right now. QT Marshall beating a team of former Young Lions makes sense. The man is a wrestling trainer. He has the kind of reputation that, you know, he he would be he would have something that could outsmart three guys who, for lack of a better term, are on excursion right now. Um, I'm trying to think of what the you know, Eddie Kingston versus Ishii, sign me up. There's a lot of there's a lot of great stuff happening on New Japan Strong through the AEW New Japan partnership, but it doesn't i it just doesn't feel as like it doesn't feel as even-handed i don't know am i what, what do you think oh sorry go ahead karen you got your you, yeah, you, was karen. Gonna, she's the expert <laughs> <laughs> just to piggyback off of that because like i was at the tampa show uh strong style evolved back in march where they did set up some of the uh matches for windy city riot during that show and it, it's it's new japan is doing a better job of lacing the stories together between the two promotions mm-hmm. if that makes sense yes like, like you know they had qt marshall mm-hmm. aaron solo and god i can't remember the third nick camarado yeah they came to tampa picked the fight and then you know they could say said, all right we'll see you guys in chicago and that was that and it was it was one of those things where they were having to also balance that right like 10 days before they had lone star shootout where there was more stuff that was like mm-hmm. interwoven and then mutiny was taped in between but it was supposed to be like set it's going to be set after this weekend or yeah. last weekend so it's one of those things where it has a lot of moving parts right now but new japan is seemingly weaving it all together to make it make sense where when like for example when moxley had the u.s title it was it was on the shelf for a year then they he he lost to kenta in like mm-hmm. or no sorry he beat kenta in f- less than 15 minutes and then it was like bam 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 defense but he's only going to lose it to another aew talent lance archer who turned around and lost it to tanahashi so yeah. it's it's I feel like it. New Japan is more of an afterthought. They want the name notoriety, but they're not doing mm-hmm. anything to elevate any talent. Mm-hmm. And other than ones that are signed with AEW. Like, m- the whole thing with Moxie was he signed with New Japan first and then also signed with New J- or AEW, like, a couple of weeks later. Like, there's this yep. whole, like, is he who is he with? He's with both. But he gets booked better as an AEW talent even though he's also a New Japan talent and that's yeah. where it gets frustrating which if Windy City like Windy City right like there was that there was the whole thing like that match mm-hmm. I will get to it but I've got oh, yeah. thoughts oh yeah no we'll, we'll get <laughs> to it but you, you know you do, bring, <laughs> you, you do bring up a good point that it does kind of feel like New Japan is working harder because, like, uh, to go back to that Nightmare Factory versus LA Dojo match, Aaron Solo, on the uh, on the outset, strikes people as an AEW talent, someone who's important to the Nightmare Factory, is important to that faction. But in the long history of New Japan, which they, they go as far back as they need to, he was also involved in the final match, uh, in Jushin Thunder Liger's final match in North America, in San Jose. And so this is clearly someone that they believed in even before he was an AEW talent, if they're putting him in the ring, I believe on the winning side against Liger, if I, if I recall that night in San Jose uh, correctly. 
And so it does kind of feel like they have, uh, they've taken a little bit more care in crafting these matches. Like it's not AEW where Eddie Kingston is talking about, we're going to do Ricky Choshu strong style versus the King's road that I walk every day. It's, it's in new Japan where they're like, this is who Eddie Kingston is. This is who Ishii is. We're going to make this make sense. Whereas I feel like in AEW, New Japan talent are, are ratings boosts. They're there as a way for Tony Khan to be like, hey, we got Suzuki this week. Hey, guys, we got Ishii yep. this week. Hey, guys, we got uh, the, the, the US yeah, title. White. We got oh, Kenta. We we got, yeah. Oh, we got, <laughs> I, I, sorry, I lied about the Forbidden Door. So we got Jay White this week. Uh, we got who, you know, he's, it, it, it's, uh, it's a, they are, a, they're a firework for Tony Khan. Whereas, like, I feel like New Japan are treating the AEW talent as like actual members of the of the roster and members of the wrestling brotherhood. And that's and, where and... I always get confused. Oh, sorry, John, to oh. cut you off again. Oh, About where does DDT and Tokyo Joshi Pro fall into all of this, and how do they feel mm-hmm. that, that often? And I hate to say it. There, there are more talent on AEW talking about going to Japan, and when they say going to Japan, they mean New Japan. They're not talking about yep. going to DDT. They're not talking yeah. about going to Noah. They're not talking about sending talent to Tokyo Joshi Pro because even Hikaru Shida, she she's a freelancer. She doesn't work for Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah. So it's one of those things like, and also how does stardom feel about you know their their sibling promotion is you know hanging out with their ex-girlfriend <laughs> but like they're not part of that plan so like there's no benefit to stardom but it, it's just it, there's it's very like telenovela soap opera yep that it's just like i feel like aew is reaping all the benefits but new japan and much more to a greater extent tokyo joshi pro and ddt to are are, are, are not yeah they're no, getting tuck stuff for a year but 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 how but it, how lo- I feel like when they get Takashita, they're also gonna have this problem of reminding people, no no, this guy's from DDT. I know we brought in a lot of New Japan guy. He he wasn't a New Japan guy. Not that mm-hmm. and like he's and from like the they're company gonna we actually have a part a proper partnership with. No, but here's the problem: is they're gonna be like he's not from New Japan. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like it it adds this like asterisk and he's an outstanding, to it. He's an outstanding acquisition for them, and yep. I feel like it's being completely eclipsed. By the fact that everyone's like AEW New Japan, AEW New Japan. I'm like, but but they they, they have another partnership like it's right there. <laughs> and it, it it also does make me wonder, like, because you're right. When John Moxley talks about going to Japan, he means New Japan. When Chris Jericho talks about going to Japan, he ta- he means New Japan. Are they are AEW talent allowed to like go to Noah? Are they allowed? Mean, to, they're allowed like, to do whatever they want. Theoretically, if they're in a way, partnership with DDT, it's all cyber fight. They should be allowed to go. When, yeah. like, like once again, quote unquote, what? all elite is they they ain't all shit. It's just like what? Why is whatever they want? Why isn't Eddie Kingston trying to go to Noah? Why isn't Eddie Kingston trying to save all save yeah. all Japan from its maybe, current? Maybe woes? Noah can, can't afford the flights. I don't know. Maybe don't no. Know. Look, it's 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 entirely possible that Noah and all Japan can't afford AEW. Well, I mean, also also think about this: they have to sponsor, I, and I don't they have to sponsor visas. They have Connell to sponsor. Give them up for that long. That's the other problem: is that usually when you go yeah. to Japan, it's not a one shot over to the for the weekend. It's yeah. if you're triple vaccinated, you get a three day quarantine. But even or or you you get a you have no quarantine. But if you're not properly vaccinated, you can't get in or get a work visa. It would be so, great if they would work with NJPW, let NJPW's lawyers help with the visa and all that shit, and. Then but then, also, but then, but then what happens? 
that's where they're... it gets tricky. Because yeah, because if, if it's if... New Japan lawyers and New Japan sponsoring no, the visas, they can only work New Japan. Right. Yeah, and because that's the other thing is that's like true. right. Right now, it kind of feels like all of AEW's Japanese relationships are handshake deals, right? Like DDT is mm-hmm. a handshake, like they don't involve anyone else. New Japan's a handshake, they don't involve anyone else. It feels like if either of those partnerships gets even, like, even the slightest bit more formal, it sends the other one into jeopardy, doesn't it? Yeah. Like if New yeah. Japan, all of, or like if AEW yeah. all of a sudden decides, no, we are going to, in fact, do a full bore New Japan AEW show, how does DDT react to their North American partner working with someone else? How does it, oh man, it, it's, it makes things very, very complicated. They don't and care. Then, then you add the fact that Ring of Honor, <laughs> Ring of Honor is part of it. Oh, but maybe they, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying AEW cares, but it's, that's what I'm saying. But AEW doesn't care. Remember Tony does Tony stuff. Right? Yeah, no, he I, does. I mean, and also, I, and also this is not an NJPW exclusive thing. When they were working with Impact, it was very much a same one-way street. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. far as who was getting over you know, mm-hmm. and, and AAA. Right. You got dudes. You got dudes in AEW walking around with AAA titles that for like forever. And and if we if thank we you, really, <laughs> if we really want to bring in like like more wrestling curses into it, think about how it must feel to be Ring of Honor right now. Seeing Tony Khan first, Tony Khan buys you. And he's like, "Yeah, we did. We did show. We did Super Card of Honor. We're gonna do so much with you." And now he's like, "Oh man, also I got New Japan." I might be doing some stuff with New Japan. And so like, like I feel like in Ring of Honor's history, they have always kind of had to take a backseat to New Japan in North America. And now they literally get saved from the dumps from Sinclair's dumpster by Tony Khan and Tony Khan's still like, oh, but by the way, you guys got to get in the back because I got New Japan coming. Like it's not an it's not a New Japan ROH AEW show that's being rumored. It's an AEW New Japan show that's being rumored and hope maybe some of the ROH guys can get in there if they're lucky. Like maybe we'll get maybe we'll get like a a TV title match or a world title match. But like the pure title, I don't know. That kinda, TV title. It's good. I love how it's at, at at Supercard. They ha- put it on Suzuki, <laughs> and then immediately the next week he loses it to Samoa Joe. Yeah. Well, he was just keeping it warm for Joe. Yeah. Exactly. That, but see, that's the problem. About... I know. Mm-hmm. I know. You, you have a perfectly good murder <laughs> grandpa right there yep. who's doing his next Amer- great American tour. And NJPW, he's unstoppable. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel there like John so Cena matches. jobbing and, 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 you know, no, you know, what? It, it, it's because it's because Tony Khan decided to get real, real specific with stuff and was yeah. like, no, the ROH TV title needs to be defended on TV. New Japan Strong's on New Japan World. We can't have Suzuki on, on Fight TV and, and New Japan World with the ROH TV title. Yeah, um, that makes- like, no, no, I think I said this. In, I, I think I said this in happy hour. Suzuki was for all intents and purposes a a very good transitional champion he is someone who is has a lot of credibility and if it were anyone else beating minoru suzuki i would be like man you're wasting minoru suzuki but how better to establish samoa joe on aew television than have him beat the murder grandpa i mean like it's it's essentially basically saying that he beat the murder grandpa, so he's the murder daddy now. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, he's, he's the murder. Like Samoa Joe is the murder patriarch, and it's it's no slight on Suzuki. I think Suzuki has been the murder patriarch admirably for a very long time, and now it now it's time to pass that on to someone else. To Samoa Gun. 
a murder daddy. Yeah, because like I, I think I think Samoa Joe and Suzuki, outside of the MMA stuff that Suzuki did, have a very similar style, yeah, have a very similar did. spirit, and so I'm not mad at that. I do, I do wish we could have gotten a little longer with the ROH <laughs> TV champion Suzuki, but I'm not. Now, now, not I, now I want to see. I want to see Samoa Joe with the Suzuki hair. Yeah, this is do the full like yeah. mohawk. Oh man, that would be great. You see, you see, there are um, there's there's always a silver lining. Wait, every he, takes, he gets the title and it slowly poisons him. He starts to like get Suzuki. And he just be, starts becoming Suzuki. Mm -hmm. Oh, it yeah. and it because it does kind of feel like Suzuki is he's in a transitional phase because it wasn't just the ROH TV title he lost. He also lost uh, at uh, Windy City Riot. And so this is a good time to really yeah. talk about Windy City Riot. Because I think if there's going to be any kind of AEW New Japan partnership, I don't want a, a super show, their political minefields. I don't care about special appearances. What I want is for New Japan Strong and for New Japan of USA to get some of that sweet, sweet AEW production value and save what was an amazing card, an amazing show that was broadcast terribly uh, this past Saturday. Because Windy City Riot in Chicago was really a tale of two shows. If you were in the building, it was the closest I think New Japan has come in a very long time to bringing New Japan proper to the New Japan of USA product. If you were watching it on TV, uh, the signal kept getting lost from the venue, and also at one point they had to change the batteries in the camera. It was just, it was a mess production-wise. A complete garbage fire. New Japan has apologized for it. They've put up an edited, better broadcast version uh, on Fight TV. And so they have amended it, but my God, if they could just get a little bit of that AEW production quality for these New Japan of USA shows, they'd really be doing something. Because ah, uh, I was surprised. Content... One of the cameras was on battery power. Yeah, yeah low battery power. Yeah, it said it. That, well, is and... a, that is a production. Do not do that. Well, and the yeah, way that ever. the way that they were slowing down and speeding up the frame rate, I also got the vibe that they were working oh. off of wireless instead of being cabled into the uh, yeah, into the actual that truck. You know what that's called? That's okay. called not wanting to pay for for camera PAs to, to exactly cable no, and and that's what I mean is like they they half-assed the production of it, which yes. is why which is why I cannot stress this enough. The content was great, from what I can tell. The yeah. edited version that they've put up on Fight TV and that's going to be up on New Japan World on May fourth is going to be great because it was a great show but if you were watching live it was a freaking mess and this Luckily, is why tomatonga had to go into hontai main unit so he can straighten their shit out exactly. the whole company you know that's why he's exactly over there. that's that's great exactly <laughs> we're gonna get that we're gonna get them going soon soon enough but yeah uh i luckily karen was in the building for windy city rise so she just got to see the pure uncut unfiltered show as as it went on Karen, what were your what was your initial reaction to to Windy City Riot? Don't, you leave the production shit out of it. We've I think we've we've addressed that enough. Let's talk about the show itself because it deserves to be talked about. Uh, the show was great. I had a great time. I was on the railing. Apparently, mm. I got caught in 4K fangirling on camera multiple times, <laughs> as pointed out to me by lead Japanese commentator Haro Murata. <laughs> He said my, my my enthusiasm made him smile and I was like, oh dear God, I hate being on camera like that. <laughs> I I go to these shows just to have a good time. And yep. my biggest thing is that when it says no signs, for the love mm -hmm. of God, don't bring signs 
Yeah. There was a guy in front of me in the second row with signs that I don't know if it was his first show or he was just really excited to be there. But when you're literally less than 10 feet from the ring, you don't need a giant like two by three foot poster board to get your yep. message across. Yep. You can scream at the ring and they can hear you. Yep. No, that's, I, hey, those, and those as venues. a short girl, I'm like, bro, park it. Yep. <laughs> it's not church. I don't want to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, kneel for a few minutes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Karen, like, there, 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 there was no wine. There's no bread. I mean, what, what, what did you sign up for? Did you say heal again? The no, there's not, there's nothing, he, there's nothing heal about this. She's right. And she said, she yeah, should say she it. Is, I just uh, want to know yeah. if she made a turn. I'm speaking that's my all. truth. Oh, yes, holy shit. I love it. She, she's, she's entering right. Yeah, she's on the elevator in the middle. She's not coming from the heel tunnel or the face tunnel. She's coming from yeah. that Cody Rhodes uh, elevator. Here for springing up out of the stage, being like, "Listen up, people! <laughs> yep, this is how it. it is." A very angry Kota Ibushi. I'm coming um, through the audience. Oh, sorry, as I just spit myself. I'm coming through the audience like Moxley. Don't bring my way through the people. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. No, I'm with you. Don't bring nah. the signs. Don't, Don't bring, bring the, the signs. signs to an NJPW strong show where Karen will slap the shit out of you is what I just heard. Like when it literally says no signs and you bring a sign, I'm sorry, you're going to get called out for it. Yep. The rules, As... if they give you the rules ahead of time, mm -hmm. don't be that person. It's just, don't. it's just rude. Absolutely. And also whoever was yelling very uh, rude things to Aaron Solo, don't do that either. Don't bring up people's personal lives while they're in the ring. Ooh, it's man. not cool. Doesn't make you a heel fan. It doesn't, there's no such thing as a heel fan, FYI. Um, the card top to bottom was stacked. It was a really great card. There wasn't a single match that I was kind of indifferent about or like not excited to see. Um, my only frustration was the Chicago street fight because it started in the ring and then yep. went three different places all at the same time. And again, if you're short, and they weren't broadcasting anything on the big screen, yep. even though they had cameras in all the locations. So we, I basically sat down and was like, all right, I'll watch this one. This is on New Japan World in like a week or so. Just yep. because it was just too much going on at the same time. As, as someone that watched it on the, uh, the Fight TV stream, like, don't get me wrong, we had plenty of production issues during it, but I, I'm not sure it's going to make much more sense uh, on the... <laughs> like, because uh, uh, don't get me wrong, shout out to... Shout out to Juice Robinson. It was his last match under the New Japan banner. It, it was a marathon of a Chicago street fight. And yeah, it, did, it didn't come off, I think, the way a lot of uh, uh, folks thought it would. Shout out to Steven Larson, who's rated us, uh, whatever that means. Oh, I'm no. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. My oh, hey. We're being Thank rated. You. Thank you for the Welcome raid. Island. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and to, to kind of go back to one of Karen's points, audience enthusiasm, be it the chance, be it the uh, be it the, the signs, that's something the New Japan talent haven't gotten a lot of over in Japan. It's been a lot of clap crowds. It, it sounds like in some of the rural areas, they're cheering a little bit, but they haven't gotten that full-throated mm -hmm. American uh, enthusiasm. And man, the, Od the, the uh, Odium Event Center was rollicking with people uh for its final show like i really thought y'all were gonna bring the uh bring the roof down what I, it it seemed to like energize people like it did it did it seem like the crowd like the 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 wrestlers were kind of soaking up the the chants and the cheers a little bit i think it's one of those things save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 percent lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where it's also, you know, the whole being able to use your voice and also not being required to wear a mask. Not that we like, not that wearing a mask is neither here nor there. I, if I didn't feel safe at a show, I put my mask on. It all depends on like what people's level of comfort are, but it it was one of those things where the matchups were, you know, you had some very chaotic multi-person matches, but you also had Suzuki versus Ishii just going for 15 minutes of pure murder and it, everyone was into it. Yep. So like for me, sorry, sorry, main event, like Osprey and Mox fans, Ishii, Suzuki, that was my main event. Because yep. that match was unreal. Lawler versus Nagata, the sound that came out of me when Yuji Nagata decided, I'm not going to wait till the next match. I'm going to come in and just just string this match into my match into this one and just go after like Team Felthy. I was like, let's go. Like I was so <laughs> into it. So it's one of those things where it's just like, like that's not someone you expect to do a run in. Like yep. Yuji Nagata doesn't run in on things. Yep. No, and especially so, especially the way he goads Tom Lawler into a into a title defense. And uh, for those who decided to do the what chant, don't fucking do that. <laughs> That's it. That's my other one. Yep. No, the that what is the most disrespectful thing you can do to someone. More so when you know it's their second language. Yeah. No, the what the what chant is over. The what chant's passe. The what the what chant's done. Uh, it's just just cringe at this point. Just like shut um, up and listen. It's not that when, hard. I I know I wasn't gonna harp on the production issues too much more, but you did remind me because because you were talking about the Nagata um, Lawler match during the broadcast. You know how like whenever they do a lower third graphic, it'll usually have a sound effect that's like swing. Oh. Someone kept <laughs> yeah. kept accidentally hitting the swing button throughout the course of yeah. the broadcast <laughs> to the point where like. One point, Yuji Nagata kicks Tom Lawler, and you hear swing right as he's kicking him. Uh, it that was happened. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I like between the low battery stuff and just the random swing sound effects that just kept happening during the broadcast. I I know they've I know they've put up the the better version, the fixed version up. Uh, but I I do I do wish that I could pay like five dollars extra to get the broken version of it just for like historical record because it was so fucking good like it was it was a train of the yuji nagata match it was a train wreck but it was so funny i mean like it's just so great yeah just you should you should you should get that sound effect and put it throughout this episode yeah like they'll just be like they'll just be like well because like you know how new japan crowds will quiet down after a bit so you can just Mm -hmm. hear you can just hear grappling and like their shoes on the canvas and like breathing and then every now and then swing wing and they're like oh. and they're 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 oh, grappling yeah. around and they're scrambling yeah. around and then you just hear it swing and it's just oh, do you think was, so do, was that playing in the that wasn't playing in the arena it didn't sound like it no. was playing in the arena oh, okay. no no it, no it was specifically for the lower third graphic like it was yeah, that no, i just yeah. didn't know if it was coming through the <laughs> somebody <laughs> spilled something on the soundboard they're try, trying to clean it up and it's just like, <laughs> like it's I, in one spot i honestly wouldn't be surprised if, like the sound effects board is like right next to the button that they push to go next camera and so instead of going next camera they actually went swing oh damn right, it, camera. it shouldn't be set up that way but i believe it yeah uh it label your be. stuff guys exactly yeah, no, right? and it, 
again, like I said, I want the broken cut preserved in the same way that I like. I got to see the broken cut of Cats when it was in theaters before they downloaded the patch version. Like I just so you the, saw the buttholes. No, I saw oh. the version with uh, Judy Dench's wedding ring and like some people oh, yeah, wearing yeah. shoes and stuff yeah. like like yeah. Like I saw the I saw the fun version. Yeah, but enough too. about cats. Yeah, enough about production issues. Let's talk about the main event because Osprey Moxley had I think up until the closing seconds the one of John Moxley's best matches in New Japan period. Like he's had some great matches with Ishii. He's had some great matches with the likes of Archer and stuff like that. But man, him and Osprey we're making some serious, serious magic until John Moxley hit the Death Rider. The ref counted three, despite the fact that both Moxley and Osprey seemed to be in agreement that Osprey kicked out. Moxley locked in the uh, rear naked choke. Osprey tapped out either because the bell was ringing or because he was tapping out. Either way, it it was a complete mess. Moxley paid the ref back in kind by hitting him with a Death Rider of his own and it has led to now will osprey adding more uh uh ammo to his theory that there is a conspiracy against him in new japan at first after uh he he had the ref stop the match so that his knee would not pop out of place and he wouldn't be choked out by zach saber jr and now because the referee seemed to seem to say that i don't care if you kicked out the match is over you were down for a three count i need to make sure you're okay he, he now continues to believe that there is a conspiracy against him. He's using the fact that they had to put up an edited version of the, the show uh, as, as proof of that, despite the fact the edited version has the same finish. Like, they didn't change the fi- Like, they didn't change anything about the finish. It's still the same fucking angle. Pardon my French. Um, he's just going full Sami Zayn, huh? Yeah, he no, is. he's well, he's yeah, he's going full Alex Jones at this point. I mean, oh, he's Alex this Jones close Jones. to he's going to be pitching vitamins at some point. Um, you know, but, it's sad too that that match he was having with Mox was the closest he's going to get to getting his revenge on Seth Rollins. Oh man, he, it's true. He, he kicked it. out of the he kicked <laughs> out of the he kicked out of the curb stomp, but uh, man, Mox ended up Mox ended up beating him anyway. I'm sure Seth and and Mox had something to say about that in the group chat. Uh, uh, Karen, you were in the arena. What was the reaction to the end of of Moxley Osprey? Uh... It was literally as confusing. If you all were confused watching it, we mm-hmm. were just as confused watching it happen. Because one, you have the United Empire surrounding the ring. If I ever want someone to gas me up, I want the United Empire to come cheer me on because they were all so invested in this yep. match. The problem is is that the bell, like the ref counts, the bell rings and we're all, everyone's like the home stops for a second. We're like, wait, what? And the bell rings again. And we're like, wait, is this, is this happening? And everyone's like, that was, and everyone's screaming. That's not three. That's not three. That's not three. Like, no, like mm-hmm. it was, is it part of the conspiracy against Osprey? No, but it's also AEW talent getting going over on New Japan. So there's that. That's the conspiracy if there, there is go. one. Yeah, that ref, that ref me, got paid off. Yeah. I I this is the maybe the one time I might side with Osprey on this one. Wow. Because I I know. I know. Because watching it happen live, I'm like I want like I was squeamish because I don't do blood, 
Okay. But even I was paying attention enough to be like, that wasn't three. Mm -hmm. I wasn't screaming that wasn't three. I was kind of like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't believe this is happening, but I kind of can. But at the same time, it was one of those things where it was just like, I don't know where they're going with this. Mm -hmm. Because it, then it feeds into Moxley calling out Tanahashi for collision next month. But then Tanahashi also having a match with Osprey just before collision for the U.S. championship. Because Moxley's thing was Tanahashi dodged him ever since he got the belt. And then he yep. lost the belt without actually defending the belt against Moxley. Mm -hmm. So is it going to be a thing where Mox has already challenged Tanahashi? Does Tanahashi win the belt and carry it to the thing? Or do they make it, and I hate to say it, put the belt on Osprey and make it a three-way? And then hot potato into something. It's, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. It's so messy that I need I someone mean, to make it make sense to me. The the easy the easy answer would be either you put the belt on Tanahashi, you have Moxley fight Tanahashi, and then Moxley wins. you let win Moxley lose to Tanahashi. Uh, no, Moxley wins the title. Or Osprey and, gets and then, involved and then Moxley no, I, can do his thing. Well, because here's what I would say is, is Moxley can win the title and then Osprey can be like, well, but you never technically beat me. You only beat me because the ref was being a you know a, a douche no um, he also owes zach saber jr a rev pro uk uh championship yes no and that we'll get to that we'll get to that as well but or or what you do is you have osprey win the u.s title and the winner of moxley versus tanahashi gets osprey somewhere down the line um they both they both would have claim to osprey by then especially if uh if Who tanahashi's osprey let's be honest well and here's the <laughs> other thing is you brought up well because you brought up a very good point this was the first time we have seen outside of Akira Francesca, who hasn't technically done an in-ring debut for New Japan yet. This is the first time we've seen the entire United Empire together. They mm -hmm. have, because of various travel restrictions and various visa issues, yada, 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 they've never been a full unit like this. And the first time I saw the entire group. It's a, it's a good look. Yeah, no. It's like a good this, look. I don't it, hate it. No, they they they've really got something here. I do want to go to Marie though because Marie, I I, I already know from Twitter she's she's on Karen's <laughs> side as well, defending uh, uh, that Osprey might have a, a bit of a claim here. So Karen, what did you think of of Moxley and Osprey and the the way it all went down? Um. So yeah, I put up on Twitter that I would be defending Osprey only because I feel like Moxley did not need that win. He did not need to get that win over Osprey because as soon as he cut that promo, I got like instantly upset because I'm like, bro, you're like here like once every two to three months. You're mm. not carrying the company no. like Osprey. You're not carrying the company like Tanahashi. Stop fucking calling him out. Go over there, put the work in. And I was like, yo, are you bored in like AEW? Like with your whole BCC club thing going on? Like, are you fucking bored to call out Tanahashi and then be like, you know, I got the win over Osprey. I'm going to give Osprey his props. Why are you down? Osprey in the first place. Osprey has staked his claim as being like the best in this conversation. Yet then he's like, oh, I doubt you, but like I gave you your flowers too, but I also won. No, this this one here, I I, I could deal with the other the other mess ups of Osprey, you know, uh, getting cheated by the referee in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But uh, but Moxie getting the win over Osprey, no, that doesn't settle right with me. It's like Moxie, go put the work in. It, like choose one, choose either AEW or New Japan Pro Wrestling. Don't like go both and then like you know, are you going to come back like the next day over to New Japan to go like fight some more? No, he's not showing up next time until like what next month for Collision. 
No. <laughs> and anyway, how is that supposed to work? Because in Collision, it's Tanahashi versus uh, Chris Dickinson. Is he? Is Moxie going to go in there and mess up the match? Like, what the fuck is happening? I don't know. I, I Here's the thing. I agree with you, but I also disagree with you in the fact that I, I, I disagree with the, the statement that Moxley hasn't put the work in. He's put a lot of work in, just not in New Japan. Not I was saying, how many actual, like, ask, how many actual yeah. matches has he had in New Japan? Not a lot, but the fact like that three? he's current. No, but here's the thing. He's, he currently, he's currently the GCW champion. He's currently the franchise face of AEW, and he's running around being like, "Oh, but actually, I'm the ace of New Japan." Uh, like, don't yeah, I, I, thought I, know Adams, running... I thought one of the Adams would was like the face of AEW. What the hell's going on over there? I don't no. know, but no, it, it like because don't get me wrong, Moxley has worked for New Japan, and and when Moxley was in Japan, he was positioned as someone that was very very important. He was teaming with Okada at one point before the world shut down. So like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that Moxley wasn't supposed to be important to the the ecology of New Japan pro wrestling had the world not shut down in 2020 and made it impossible to go back and forth between Japan willy nilly. Yeah, Andy Andy took that time off. Yes, for, and for, he, for understandable reasons. For yeah, well he had a kid and then he also had mm-hmm. to go to rehab for a little yeah. bit and so like he's he's. They, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that Moxley has had an easy road or that this was the way that this was all supposed to go down. Like, I I do think we were supposed to get Moxley versus Tanahashi like three years ago. It was supposed to be real easy. We were supposed to be done and be able to move on from it by now. But because of the pandemic, they were like, all right, we'll push it one more year and then we'll push it one more year. And now we're finally going to have it. And, and it's funny as hell that moxley is trying to pretend that he is as important now as he was in 2019 2020 when he was teaming with okada you know like that's that's kind of where i'm at like he has put in the work in but he hasn't put the work in in new japan and so it's like and i'm just i'm just so i'm 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 gonna be i'm gonna be champing at the bit to see how this goes down because it you'd also do bring up a good point of the tanahashi was supposed to get like dickinson or something yeah and that's still being advertised so it's like is he gonna go there to mess it up is he gonna like confront tanahashi at the end of that like there's no like pirate thing but tanahashi did uh say in his backstage comments that um he hasn't been dodging moxley he's just been very busy but you know he'll see him there different country like it's like that's yeah Like in that, that's the thing. It's it's it. it, it we forget that the past two years have been um the the past two years. It's not. It's but, not like but then, this is but just. But then, but then, don't book that shit. No, and exactly. I hey I, I'm I'm not trying to. I, like I said, it's funny as like, hell to see him pretending he's the the ace of New Japan. But I also do understand the dangling thread that John Moxley is uh, in in the world, in the, the story structure of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, he, they, they need, especially if he is as important to the future ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shota Umino, then they need to figure that out because Shota Umino showed up. He had a damn fine yeah. match with Jay White. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here but and he pretend lost, that right? he's... Yeah, he lost, and yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that he should win the world title next year. But man, he has all of the pieces. How's it going to show up and then lose? He's gonna be he's gonna be the future. Trust me on this. I I had visions <laughs> the watching him wrestle. I Jay trust White your visions. Sorry, of, I I yield I yield the I yield the remainder of my time it's, to it's the congresswoman be, from Florida. 
yeah let's let's go to K- all, all i'm saying all i'm saying is it's gonna be umino narita and um great okan main eventing the next like 10 wrestle kingdoms but let's go to karen unrelated uh but also related uh dickinson tanahashi is collision tv taping in philadelphia the next gotcha. night there we go I just wanted I, I wanted, oh, to, so, I wanted so, to fact check so, that real quick. Just so I, was Tom, like, I know I had seen that match, but it wasn't for DC. It was for the following night. There we go. Um, but yeah, Umino, he got one of the biggest reactions that night. I mean, some people had teased it earlier in the day that oh, he's conveniently not on the Rev Pro show this weekend, guys. But it was even though people started like putting two and two together, and but the assumption was that he was going to get involved in the main event match with Moxley and Osprey. Mm-hmm. It was so chef's kiss. Wonderful to have Moxley giving him a pep talk mm-hmm. before he walked out. He almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> he was too focused on the ring that he, yep. he missed the step, but he recovered. And I was worried they were gonna like, like, you know, Jay being, you know, Jay white, he was going to like try to squish him in three minutes. But they had a good 15-minute match. Yeah. And he was v- very well received. Now, of course, the people are everyone's freaking out. Is he done with his excursion? No, he's going back to the UK. He has other dates in the UK. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that the first year of the pandemic, they sent him and Hikaleo home from RevPro. So they were in their respective countries. So he lost a year just sitting at yep. home in Japan. So it's yeah. probably not an immediate turnaround that he's not immediately going back to Japan anytime soon. Could he Absolutely. be in the G1? Maybe, maybe i don't know i'm not anybody theoretically theoretically yeah. anybody could be in the g1 exactly I could yeah. be in the G- no i couldn't be in the g1 no we you know, I, 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 I am in the g1 in fact i'm announcing it right now uh, oh, are I'm, you you're declaring but that's that are that's you that, declaring for the g1 that, that's gatorade right I drink <laughs> yeah definitely totally yep gatorade. all right you get, we get to pour the bucket on you john sweet they're, they're <laughs> saving me for fantastic mania whenever that <laughs> let's go I'm, I'm gonna be the new namahogi what's what's el desperado's old character a namahogi, namahogi Ross, i yeah. imagined you just in the black trunks but then with like amateur wrestling gear on your head like michael cole <laughs> with, but with the hair everywhere yeah it's yeah, like yeah stick out everywhere you're basically just michael cole with the new japan version yeah i'm gonna be x and best of the super juniors guys just so just so we're clear of course of course i i would i wouldn't expect anything less Speaking of best of super juniors, uh, we have one final thing to talk about before we call it a day and head to our special Tuesday happy hour. Um, Kushida has left WWE. Kushida has left WWE. Again, this is not a drill for fans of professional wrestling. Kushida is once again a free agent as of Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. We can get Kushida back, baby. I guess Kushida. what uh, I, you know. You know what happened? What uh, he saw Cody show up, and then he said, "Where I'm going, I don't need roads." <laughs> Good night, everybody. This has been Thomas Island all day, haven't you? Yes. He has. I'm I wrote proud that of joke. You. I wrote that joke eight hours ago. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, just just quick, uh, I will clarify some of the details. Kush- oh my god, <laughs> Kushida's uh, deal ran out. WWE decided not to renew. Kushida said, "Okay, that's fine." Uh, it sounds like it was very amicable on both sides, considering the fact that 
WWE apparently didn't have room for him as he was one of the new people brought into the Performance Center that they didn't have lockers for. And in fact, it sounds like once Kushida came in and they realized they didn't have a locker for him, that's when like people started to realize, oh, they don't even have lockers for Kushida. I'm never getting a locker. Like it, apparently it, the, the locker situation at the Performance Center has, is a big deal beyond just Kushida he's, but he's I, small enough you think he would have been shoved in somebody else's locker well I you know I would think if him yeah. and, and, and him and him and Jiro are running around with their jackets all the time he would need a locker for those jackets they would prioritize the yeah. the, the, the jacket centric tag team to Hover have a place to, to put their jackets you know yeah. but apparently when, not. when have you ever known WWE to well, think about things like that well, there's a coat no, rack I mean, Ross in the lobby I've seen rack. it <laughs> Oh man, Jiro's gonna get that blazer stolen off that coat rack. Um, but yeah, let's just do a, like a lightning round on Kushida out of out of WWE. Where do you want to see him go first, Marie? Uh, definitely want to see him best in the Super Juniors, living his best life. Okay, best of Super Juniors, John. Where do you want to see uh, Kushida? Uh, I want to see him ba uh, back in NJPW for sure. Okay. Uh, I just I, obviously best of Super Juniors, all that. I do feel like he left a void that that only he can fill. Okay, fair. And Karen, final. Where where do you want to see Kushida now that he's free? I want to see him back in New Japan as a surprise in the best of the Super Juniors, and it be his last. His Ooh. last Super, Super Juniors. juniors. Okay. I want him to go open weight or heavyweight. I want him to work New Japan strong. I want him to fight Tom Lawler in an MMA style strong open weight match. I want him to pin Tanahashi in the G1. I want him to go to Impact to be with Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. And maybe if he has time, drop by Ring of Honor, mess around with his old friends, and then go back home and be happy. If he's going to okay. do heavyweight, he's going to have to hit up Ryback for some of them supplements because... Oh, God. You know. <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. is considered a heavyweight. Yes. No. Oh, yeah, under I the forgot about limit. that. They have different Ibushi is under the weight standards. limit. So yeah, I forgot about can that. do it too. Yep. No, and, <laughs> Just and, like and, somehow and, Seth Rollins was never on 205, even though... Neither was Finn Balor. No, and, and yeah. if, as, as, as we've brought up many times, I mean, Kushida going heavyweight was a big reason for him leaving, it sounds like. And so, yeah. like, if he does come back to New Japan, I would I would assume there would be a conversation to be had about that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just you can't just force him back into the junior heavyweights if that's the way he left. And good that for was him, a though. frustrating thing because he left and then NXT had him fight open weight and then put the cruiserweight championship on him. I am I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into this though because while I agree with everyone about him in New Japan, if he's still in North America for a little bit, like if he doesn't have to go back to Japan right away, I want to see Kushida in GCW. Oh yeah, I want to mm -hmm. see Kushida tear it up with Alex Zane, Blake Christian, a lot of the guys that were on 205 Live that he didn't get the chance to tear it up with uh, in 205 Live proper. Uh, I think I think he would be ve a very interesting addition to that. Well, you that know, show. The, allegedly they were uh, GCW folks were wine and dine by WWE during uh, WrestleMania time. That's maybe they're true. maybe they're just looking for a safe home for some of their cuts that they necessarily don't want to lose. They just need somewhere to put them in a holding pattern to have a good mm -hmm. time. Get you know get laid and paid, and then at the end of the day when they're ready, bring them back. Yes. absolutely karen wants to jump in what's on your mind uh with the gcw bit the other thing i was also thinking is that he could do a minora suzuki style where he comes to the states for six weeks at mm -hmm. a time work strong work all the indies he wants fight because that that's the thing with kushida he came to the states 
and a WWE to fight, to, you know, work on his bucket list. He's in his late thirties. He's getting close to 40. He's another one that has knees that are, you know, yep. Taking time bombs as it were. Yep. Um, and he's, he's usually not out of time, but out of time and time splitter they're, they're getting there. Yep. So it's one of those things where he could easily slot into that. Oh, please put him on blood sport. Please tell yeah, me Josh Barnett go. has tagged him on something. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. Josh Barnett was Good. was one of the first people to be like, "Oh wait, did you say Kushida's available?" Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're I, making I that would, work. If if he's going back to New Japan, I hope they would give him the flexibility that they're giving Suzuki, even though Suzuki's not properly contracted, but yep. give him a more flexible schedule because they have more than enough juniors and more than enough mm-hmm. people at the moment. Where if you know Kushida's moving into the twilight of his career, let him finish off that bucket yeah. list first. Absolutely. That would be I'm, encouragement for him to stay. I'm hey, I'm completely with you. Uh, it's a I think it's a better world with Kushida in it wrestling. Um now we are bumping up on the hour here. So folks, if you don't feel like you have talked enough with us, head on over to patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. Head on over to that Islander tier. If you subscribe hell, if you subscribe right now, you can still get access to the happy hour that we're gonna do right after this podcast. Cause we didn't we didn't do one this weekend. It was Easter, it was Ramadan, it was Passover. A lot of different stuff was happening this weekend. So we didn't do happy hour. We're gonna do it as kind of a post show, way to break down all the stuff we didn't get to on this episode of the podcast. Again, that's on the Islander tier over at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. You can also just pick any tier and you can get early access to the podcast as well as some of the other fun exclusives that Tama has been posting at his time over in Japan, getting to know Tanahashi and Hantai and and all of that stuff. The Thomas Fit stuff is still getting getting posted there. Uh, Marie, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Marie underscore shadows. You can find me on my own Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore shadows, where tomorrow I'll be having a special interview. So look out for that graphic over on my Twitter side. And if you want to support me and everything else, head over to www.ko-fi.com forward slash Marie underscore shadows. Hell yeah. And John, where can people find you if you want them to find you? All right. Y'all can come on down to linktree.com slash John Sebastian, D-O-H-N-S-E-B-A-S-T-I-A-N. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at the same name. And uh, if you're at the Performance Center right now and you don't have a locker, I've got a spot in Orlando I'm not using. Uh, $15 a week. Uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just keep your shit safe. So. Hell yeah, that's a deal if I ever heard one. It's Hit better up. than getting fired for not having a locker. Hit up John's house of Orlando storage. Uh, yeah. I have a feeling now that tax season are over some more people might need it. I don't know. I don't want to get too grim, but it's <laughs> WWE. Karen, where can people find you if you want them to find you? Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Hey Karen Sensei. I also do coverage on Stardom for post wrestling. I was on the post news show today. If you haven't happened mm-hmm. to catch that, and I'll be doing my next Stardom review next Friday, the 29th, for the finals of the Cinderella tournament hell yeah shout out to the post wrestling crew they do great work and if you need to find me i'm at ross w berman iv on twitter ross berman iv on instagram at ross w berman iv on letterbox and most other places if you want to find my my movie opinions and stuff like that you can find the podcast like i said at thomas island on instagram 
and on Twitter and also at patreon.com backslash Thomas Island. We will be back next week, chopping it up, breaking it all down and digging through the rubble with a fine tooth comb. But until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other and just enjoy your week, folks. It's a, there's a lot of wrestling going on. Kushida's back. Kushida's <laughs> back in the world, in our world, in your world. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to this week's Thomas Island. Find more great Thomas Island content like the Shotgun series, weekly happy hour Zoom calls with Tama, video versions of the podcast, and much, much more at patreon.com forward slash Thomas Island. And visit at Thomas Island on Instagram and Twitter. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.